are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today we are going to talk about the light and the darkness and running from the shadow. And the shadow is that aspect in our psyche that is hidden, that is in the darkness. I talk about this a lot, but we're entering the time of the holidays or holy days, as you might call it, where we celebrate the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, Christmas, Hanukkah, or whatever other holiday you may be celebrating or holy day you may be celebrating. We are entering the time where the days have the least amount of sunlight And as we reach the winter solstice, the light begins to return. The days get longer, in a sense, more daylight. I always think of winter solstice as the return of the sun. And ironically, Christmas is centered around the birth of the sun. Now, both are times of birth. And the return is either of the warmth of the sun or the return of the Christ light within us all. This is a time of year loaded with symbology. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. If you aren't religious or spiritual at all, this time of year is still deeply symbolic. This is a time I think of as the descent into darkness and rebirth into the light. It is the symbolic dark night of the soul in the Western Hemisphere. We tend to spend more time indoors and also going within. For many, it's also a time of gathering with family and friends and may bring old wounds to the surface to be looked at and perhaps to be healed. The more we can embrace this time of going within and healing, the greater our rebirth. The more we descend into the darkness, the greater we emerge into the light. Because in that darkness, we're facing the shadows that lie within. If you are someone who has spent your life running from the shadows, perhaps it's time to see what it might be like to just stop and let those shadows catch up with you. The more you run, the bigger the shadow seems to get. We tend to run from the shadows by various avoidance behavior and addiction such as drug, alcohol, sex, love addiction, workaholism, internet addiction, television, and focusing outside of ourselves in judgment, blame, and shame of others. 
When we go within and face our dragons, we no longer need to spend all that time, attention, and energy trying to avoid them. We face our fears. We face the thing we've been running from. Instead of running from the shadow, we learn to embrace it. For those of you who are in an obsessive compulsive mode after the breakup of a toxic relationship, you find yourself hyper-focused on that person and in avoidance of the pain that lies beneath the surface. Sometimes it's easier to focus on that person and the stories of all the things that they've done to hurt you and betray you instead of going into the feelings of hurt and betrayal and allowing them to be there and being with them. Many people will say, but I'm feeling the pain. I'm hurting. I'm traumatized by that person's behavior. But often you're still running from the pain. It's still there for sure, just beneath the surface. And it keeps trying to come up. And like a beach ball, you push it back underwater and it pops right back up. The game becomes one of trying to push the pain away and never fully allowing it to be there. When I work with clients, I invite them to practice just allowing the pain to be there by saying, I feel sad. I feel lonely. I feel desperate. I feel scared. I feel rejected. I feel abandoned, etc. As you say out loud what you're feeling, you invite those feelings to be there and you step fully into them. It may feel scary and big and overwhelming, but once you enter the thing you've been running from, it loses power. When we face our dragon, the dragon is tamed. Some will say that we slay the dragon, but in a sense, we slay what stands between ourselves and our dragons. In mythological folklore, the dragon is the protector of the gold. You often find it in a cave, which represents the dark womb, watching over a big pile of gold. The gold represents the treasure that lies within the womb. The treasure your dragon is protecting is your true authentic self that can only be found when you dare to face your fears and your deepest feelings. So the dragon itself is not the enemy. It is the guardian of the treasure. We don't enter the cave and tell the dragon we're here for the treasure. We let the dragon know we are of no threat. We've not come to harm it, and we haven't come to steal the gold, because we cannot steal that which is already ours. Our true authentic self is already ours. It just needs to be brought out of the cave into the light. And so we must convince the dragon, the protector of the gold, that we are here to bring the gold out into the light so that we will bring more light to the world. You see, our light is needed. Each one of us is a flame that when joined together with other flames, 
we become the sun itself, illuminating the world. When each one of us faces our dragon and brings the gold of who we are out into the light, we eradicate the fear that permeates the planet. Fear is our downfall as a species. Fear is what controls us. Fear is what keeps us from ever entering that cave and facing the dragon. Fear keeps us pretending to be something that we are not in an effort to gain acceptance and approval. When we live by our fear, we are owned by it and by others. Others own us because we betray our true self in order to be what they want us to be. And this applies to society as a whole. When we plug into the programs of society that tell us we need to be this or do this or achieve this, we're owned by those programs. And when we are owned by the programs of society, we never fully become who we are born to be. So wrapped up in our fears that we avoid confronting is the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of being judged, the fear of being cast out of the family or the group, the fear of being seen as ugly, stupid, bad, unworthy, or unlovable. We plug into the programs fed to us by society in order to be accepted and approved of by that society. For those fears of rejection and abandonment are too great to face. But when we are true to ourselves, we learn to follow intuition and do what our heart and soul guides us to do. This may be far from mainstream society. This may cause us to be rejected by others. This may cause us to fall from grace. And yet a soul that is true to its own calling is following the voice of God itself. Our greatest joy is found in walking our highest path and following our deepest truth. But we may have to walk through darkness first. We may have to lose the things we held tightly to. We may have to experience the things we feared the most, such as rejection, abandonment, shame, and unworthiness. And in this darkness, we learn to accept ourselves, to stop abandoning ourselves, to find ourselves worthy of love and acceptance. When we do this, it no longer matters how others see us or how society perceives us. We know who we are. The beauty of the story of Jesus Christ is that he was a man who confronted his shadow. He was a man who walked in the truth, who found his voice and shared his truth with others. He was a man who was true to his path and to the God of his being, his Father in heaven, his higher self. And he walked this path even in the face of his own crucifixion. He was condemned by society because he did not follow the rules of that society. 
His king was not the government rulers. It was his God. In the story of Jesus, his followers were also deeply challenged. They knew that if they were identified as followers of the rebel Jesus, they too could meet the same fate. They too would be rejected and cast out by society and even condemned to death. So each of the disciples had to face their own dragons. And I would say the disciples in this story of Jesus were not so much followers of Jesus the man, but followers of the truth of what it means to walk in the light, to carry the light, to be the light in the face of darkness. The birth of Jesus, which is celebrated during Christ Mass, is the birth of the Christ light. The meaning of the word Christ is the anointed one, which also means the chosen one. Some will say it is because he has been chosen by God. He was the son of God in human form. But let's go deeper into the symbology. He was the one who chose to walk in the light of truth and show others the way to walk in the light of truth. God the Father is the inner light, the higher self that has not forgotten that it is one with God, the source of all light. If each one of us knew who we were, that we were not mere humans, but we are spirits in human form, having a human experience, the world would be illuminated by our light. All darkness would disappear. We would walk in the truth of who we are. Our highest value would be love, because love is the truth of who we are. Love is the way. So when Jesus said, follow me, he tells us to follow his example of walking in the light of truth, to be an example of love. We don't have to be deeply spiritual or a Christian to understand such a simple principle. We are beings of light and love coming here to earth to not only have the experience of being human, but to bring light to an awakening world a world that has fallen into darkness. Many of us have to walk through that darkness and are deeply affected by it because often we must know what lies in the darkness before we can fully embrace the light of who we are. We have to know who we are not. We have to know we are not the programs of society. We are not the followers of Caesar, the corrupt king. We are not food for predators. We are not slaves selling our life force energy for our survival. We are not worthless sinners. We are not heartless. And what better teachers do we have to show us who we are than those who show us who we are not? The narcissists, the sociopaths of the world, are reflecting to us their own soulless, dark, empty, meaningless, and loveless existence. They show us who they are and tell us it is we who are that. 
It is the work of Satan, the ultimate deceiver, who tries to convince us that we are worthless so that it may steal from us our very soul. Much like a zombie apocalypse movie, those who sell their soul to the Dark Lord in return for acceptance, approval, false love, material gain, money, power, position, and prestige become the zombies who work to seduce the souls of innocence. Many who do the work of the Dark Lord are simply ignorant lost, confused, and hungry for significance. That significance is found in power over and the achievement of all things worldly. When one sells his soul for money, prestige, false love, and power, that person loathes those who are deeply connected to their soul because We, my friends, are a constant reminder of what they had to give up to win the favor of the Dark Lord. When we give up our souls or disconnect from our souls, we feel that emptiness and that lack. We feel the lack of the light of goodness and love in our lives. We feel the lack of meaning and purpose. We feel the lack of significance that tells us we are worthy simply because we are, because we're children of God. Have any of you watched the series, The Chosen? It's a beautiful story of Jesus that is so well produced and acted that it draws the watcher right into the story and the cast of characters. The Chosen has gained a huge following and is at the beginning of its third season as I do this podcast. It's not just a Christian following either. It's such a powerful story, getting deeply into the lives of all the characters and leaves one feeling so fed on a soul level by the stories. One thing I really love is the story of the tax collector who lived a wealthy life, had good protection and a nice home, but he had lost the respect and love of his family. When he saw Jesus walking past his tax collection booth, he was drawn in by this character. He observed him closely, watching him walk by, and then Jesus turned around looked him right in the eye, called him out by name, and said, follow me. The tax collector dropped everything, walked out of his booth, locked it up, gave his keys to his protector who warned him he was making a huge mistake. He had everything a man could want and he was willing to walk away from all of it. But deep inside, when he heard the call to follow Jesus, which is also a call to follow the truth of one's soul, he answered. The tax collector knew he had all things worldly, and yet he was empty, alone. He had no love in his life. His life was about to change. Sometimes when we hear the call of our own soul to our highest purpose in life, We must walk away from the life we had. 
That life may seem good on the outside. We may have a good job with a good income, and yet that job is destroying our soul. We may have a materially wealthy life with a spouse who doesn't really love us. And we must walk away from the life to honor ourselves and seek true love. We may have a social life where where we are included and gain a lot of attention and false love. But we know deep down we're not truly loved for who we are. And we must walk away from this life once again to honor ourselves and seek true love. True love is not a love between a man and a woman. True love is the love between ourself and God. It is the union of soul and the great spirit. It is the connection between our light and the light of the world, the light of the universe. To be in love is to live in the vibration of love. It's to be connected to the divine source of love. When we enter this space, we can nurture loving relationships with others. We no longer crave acceptance from some false illusion of who we are. We are accepted for who we truly are. Running from the shadow is not running from the darkness, really. It's running from the light, our light. Our light is the gold that the dragon protects. We just need the dragon on our side. We need it to allow us to bring our light out of the shadows of the cave and into the world so we can fully step into our purpose of illuminating the world, one light at a time. If you find yourself alone, lonely, disconnected, and afraid, imagine the messenger of light walking by and calling your name and saying to you, follow me. Be willing to walk away from what does not feed your soul and follow the truth, the way, and the light. See the dragon bow to you as you collect your gold and bring it out into the light of the world. Now is the time for peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Perhaps we will witness Caesar's kingdom fall and the kingdom of God, of the light, the soul of humanity rise up and take its place. Is that not what Caesar fears? If the people realized who they were and they rose up and they took their place as truly illuminated souls on the earth, Caesar and the Lord of Darkness would have no more power over the people. And they know that because in the world today, we have a Caesar and we have a Lord of Darkness. And I'll leave it to you to fill in the blank of who or what that is. But it's alive and well on the planet today. And there is that battle between darkness and light happening today. 
I want to thank you for listening, and I wish you a holiday season filled with love, peace, and joy. And I wish for you the taming of your own dragon, the discovery of your gold, which is God with an L for love, and the courage to bring your light into the world and join us in shining so brightly The darkness is completely dethroned from power. And so it is. Much love to you. And if you'd like to learn more about my work, please visit pathbacktoself.com and narcissismfree.com. Have a blessed holiday season, and I will see you in the next podcast.